Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! Sit! Welcome back to another successful podcast. I'm your host, Mattis, coming at you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. My ex just texted me like five minutes ago, and I haven't opened it up yet, so I'm in the right mood for this podcast. I'm joined today by King Ed the Magnificent, not to be confused with King Ed the Loser or any of the other King Ed variations that are out there. So, Ed, um, if you would, please tell us your username, a fun fact about yourself, and the worst opinion that you have. Uh... Hi, I'm Ed. Um, okay, fun fact about myself is uh, I don't know. I was a two-sport athlete. I guess that that's kind of fun. And I uh, I did. I ran cross country and I played football. Cool, cool, cool. What position did you play? Uh, defensive end. Cool. I did too, actually. I loved. I I was a really. I was kind of undersized for defensive end, so I was asking to run. But I love pass rushing. I would love to go back and play defensive end again. Oh, I was so undersized. Like freshman year, I was like four eleven, and weighed like ninety oh. pounds. And they just had too many skill positions, so they put me at D tackle. I was like fifth string on the depth chart. Yeah, 4'11". I, I want to look at someone that's 4'11 and put it by D-tackle. That's, that's crazy. That's so I would play when we were like, it was a blowout. And what I would do is I would just crawl under the like, the guard's legs and get into the backfield that way. Great. great. Like, like all on the like like special teams, punt team, kickoff, all that. Yeah, I was like really – like I hit my growth spurt like sophomore year. And then – but that by that time, like, I was second on the depth chart because I had like bulked up, but the guy in front of me was like all state, so I never got any playing time. Yeah, that was that was frustrating about playing football in Texas. It's just everyone played, so they were such like even if you were good, it was just so hard to get minutes. But don't think you received. Oh, I don't know worst, if I was good, but, but oh, you don't know if you were good. But I used the fact that the guy in front of me was all state to make myself feel better about not playing. Yeah, then you have a good excuse. You can tell people that like you actually were were good. Exactly. And uh, probably the worst opinion I have, well, I don't have any bad opinions. Like, I I have really good opinions, actually. Um, but probably the worst opinion I have that other people would say is a bad opinion is that I'm a Patriots fan. Oh, yeah. That's definitely, definitely a bad opinion. I mean, if you don't, if you truly don't have any bad opinions, you're on the wrong podcast. So we'll, we'll have people let you know which opinions, which opinions are good and which ones aren't. So we're going to move to our first section here, which I won't explain. I feel like you guys know the drill by now. This is overrated, underrated. Me and Ed both brought three things that we're going to throw out. I'm going to go ahead and start with um, a just kind of very general one. How do you feel about water? Both the drink, the, the, the fucking fills up lakes. You can water your lawn with it. Water uh, in general, overrated, I think, underrated. I think water is underrated. I mean, I think if it was properly rated, we wouldn't have like stuff like Flint, Michigan, first of all. And also like people sleep on water like as a beverage. Like that's basically the only thing I drink, honestly. So I I was going to disagree with you. I'm gonna go water as overrated. And the reason why is like water is something that like you have to have to survive. Like you you have to be drinking water or else you know shit's not gonna go well for you. But it's always because of that something I've looked at as like 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 a chore, like, oh shit, I have to be drinking this water right now, as opposed to like, I genuinely want to be drinking this. So, I mean, as a beverage, 
I don't use that as the only thing you drink, but I just like, there's so many times when like, I know I'm dehydrated. I know I have to drink water and I just get down on like, oh man, I had to drink water instead of uh, Dr. Pepper or chocolate milk or apple juice or all these other great things. So uh, I'm, I'm going water is overrated, which I know is going to be a controversial opinion that gets dogged on, but that's what the podcast is about. How is the, is the tap water in Las Vegas good? Um, well, okay, what's probably affecting my opinion is the tap water where I moved from in Texas and, and West Texas was absolutely terrible because it's uh, just, like, I grew up in an oil field town. It was just, like, legitimately borderline unsafe to drink. So compared to that, I feel like the tap water here is pretty good. I feel like people here generally complain about it, so I'm not sure. But, like, I'm, it's not, like, what you're probably thinking in, like, Rhode Island. <laughs> like, it's not going to be, it's not great tap water out here. Yeah, I feel like that might be, like, part of it, because, like, I grew up in Rhode Island, like, basically my whole life, and before that, I lived in Boston, and, like, those two places have, like, good tap water. Right. Yeah, people in the West don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, everything down here sucks. And, I mean, um, Vegas has always been in a water crisis, and I won't get into, like, the exact details of all that, but it is true, like, I have to filter all my water, like, manually with a Brita filter if I want to drink it. So, I mean, that does severely impact my opinion of water, probably. Because, like, one of the great benefits of water, like, if your tap water is good, is that, like, it's free. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, it's always, like, yes, you, you have free water here if you want free tap water, but, like, no one would prefer to do that. They'd rather either buy filtered, like, bottled water or, like, uh, fucking the big jug things you can get, the five-gallon things. So that definitely makes it more inconvenient in order to get water, which I feel like impacts my opinion as well. What uh, what else do you have to throw? What other topics do you have planned? Cold weather. Is cold weather overrated or underrated? Cold weather? I mean, where I live in Las Vegas and where I'm from in Texas probably means a different thing you know, than, than what it means on the East Coast where you're at and like the Midwest, different states like that. So, I mean, it is that definitely skews my opinion. But, I mean, even despite that, I, I genuinely feel like I'd rather live in a place like fucking Minnesota than here where it is cold. Like I, I genuinely enjoy being in cold weather. So I'll go ahead and say I'll I'll still stick with underrated for, for cold weather. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Like I just can't stand being like too hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean the argument is always like I can um like, like here in Las Vegas, if it's hot outside, there's only so much clothes I can take off before it becomes socially unacceptable, you know? And I can put on more layers in cold weather. So, I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to for me. Exactly. My next thing, just bringing it to sports and football, and uh, especially, like, what's been going on in the late postseason here, how do you feel about Brock Purdy as a quarterback? Overrated or underrated? Are we talking pre- or post-injury? Oh, that's a good. Um, we'll we'll go ahead and say pre-injury. I think because um, I I do feel like that that definitely skews it. So we'll say like assuming he wasn't injured, Brock Purdy. Do you think overrated or underrated? I think honestly, I'm kind of torn because like on the one hand, like he was playing like way above anyone's like wildest expectations of him being literally the last pick in the draft, and then winning like what was it, six, seven games in a row or whatever, all the way to the NFC Championship. But then there are also a lot of people being like, oh, well, it's just the system. You know, anyone can can win 
with the with those weapons in Shanahan. And obviously Josh Johnson proved that that is not true. So I know that properly rated is not an option, so I have to pick one. So I think I'm still going to go underrated, honestly, because like that's crazy to be the last pick in the draft and play that well as a rookie. Yeah, that, that last game um, in the Eagles game, that definitely did like massively change my opinion whenever Brock Purdy sat and they put in Josh Johnson because I kind of was on that train of, well, the 49ers. I know we have some Jimmy Garoppolo truthers, but like I'm not super high on Jimmy G myself. I'm a I was Jimmy like, they, Garoppolo truther. Oh, oh, you know what? You're in New England, so that would make sense. Which, like, okay, Jimmy G, clearly, like, he's not a terrible quarterback, but I mean, the fact that he... The 49ers defense and the 49ers roster got to the Super Bowl, too. And that's kind of what I was the, the train that I was on is like, well, okay, they can carry Jimmy Garoppolo. Brock Purdy isn't terrible, but I mean, it's it's just game managing the rest of their roster to um, playoff success. But then when he went down and Josh Johnson came in, obviously that kind of disproved that a little bit. However, so I mean, I watched Brock Purdy play in college as a Texas Tech fan. I saw him at Iowa State. And, I mean, he was always pretty good, but I was never, like, like wowed by him. He never really had that to me. So, I mean, it was crazy to me when he got drafted. I was kind of assuming he'd go undrafted. I was making, I was making shit jokes about it in the free talk thread. Um, so, you're right. Like, compared to his expectations, that's absolutely crazy how far he's gone. I think people sometimes just run a little too far with it in terms of, like, uh like, oh shit, this was a seventh round pick. Is he the next, like, fucking Tom Brady? And in my opinion, uh, this is going to be a flaming hot take, but he's more like the next Trevor Simeon, you know, where <laughs> he was a seventh round pick. No one expected shit from him, but he, you know, buried on the death chart, got a shot, and did solid. And, you know, he's not going to be the guy of the future anywhere, in my opinion. And I think there's people out there who do think he has a future in this league. And for that reason, I would probably go overrated on Brock Purdy. Trevor Simeon never won a playoff game, though, did he? That's definitely true. Trevor Simeon did not win a playoff game like Brock Purdy did. So, yeah. So, going off, um, it's really interesting you said that you watched him play in college being a Texas Tech fan because my next uh, overrated, underrated is going to be college football. Oh, okay. That's a that's a tough one for me. So, I, I love college basketball. The thread really knows that, that I watch a lot of it. College football, I... I do watch, but you know it's it's kind of skewed because Texas Tech is bad at it. <laughs> You're good at basketball, but um, the the strength that college sports has that I think the NFL doesn't is a lot of people, you know, will. When I went to college, when I went to Texas Tech in Lubbock, which is in the middle of nowhere, there's really nothing else out there but Texas Tech. I felt way more connected to the Texas Tech team than I ever have to the Denver Broncos. Because, like, I, you know, I bumped elbows with some players there. Like, I met them. Like, I felt, like, more so that I was part of the team than I ever have with the Broncos versus the Broncos are just a team that I like. Obviously, I'm not, like, one of those, like, I'm, I'm not actually impacting Texas Tech results. Like, I'm not part of the team in that sense. But even though college football is a step down from the NFL in terms of quality of play, obviously, and, I mean, I don't think it's as entertaining to watch as college basketball or other college sports, I do think it gets dogged on a lot for being an inferior product and it is an inferior product for sure, but it's still something that I think if people were open-minded and didn't just write off college football in general and would watch it, they would enjoy it. So I'm going to go with college football as underrated. 
Yeah, I, I think I would uh, tend to agree with you on that, actually. I mean, even though, like, I went to the University of Rhode Island, and, like, their football team was absolute ass for most of the time I was there, but it was literally, like, a five-minute walk. I would just get up, like, sleep in on Saturday mornings, get up at, like, noon, and walk down to the stadium and get in for free and watch all the home games. And, like, I would run into some of the players in the cafeteria, and, yeah, like, you're right. It does feel like you're, like, part of that. But I also... I was also born in Boston, so, like, there's way in, like, I grew up in New England in, like, the early 2000s, so there's, like, way more of a connection to professional sports, so, like, I, and it's kind of, it's not out in the middle of nowhere, you know, so, like, that sort of feels kind of close in a different way, but, like, it still feels close in a way that, like, obviously you were, like, super far away from the Denver Broncos. Um, so maybe that uh, changes my perspective of it. But I think the the fact that it's interior an inferior product actually makes it more entertaining to watch because you have like, you know, stuff like, like teams aren't putting up, like games aren't ending like 60 to 55 in the NFL because like teams actually know how to play defense. And like, the the fact that the players like aren't as good means you get to see like some weird real wacky shit like that third and 93 a few years ago or what whatever team that was like louisiana tech or whatever like you don't see that in yeah professional yeah i agree with that and it kind of gives you like a ground to be kind of more innovative like like coaches can do more um in college football than they can in the NFL because there's kind of there's things in the NFL that we know just just work you know and it's it's one league you know it's the NFL and yes it's just the NCAF but like it's also different divisions different cultures like if you're you know in the Big 12 it's going to be more offensive and because of that like teams react to each other so I mean there's a lot it's a much more differentiated like product there's a lot more variety depending on who you're watching so I definitely agree with that 100 I think it, I, I do agree I think it's actually a strength of college football that it you know, the talent gap is so much bigger. I mean, and then the other side of that is, like, you get teams that just have no shot whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that does suck when you're watching, like, the national championship and it's just TCU getting absolutely shot on by Georgia. <laughs> and I think that's hard for the more casual fans who are, like, maybe just tuning in for um, – the playoffs that was so surprising to like i didn't think tcu was going to win but i did not think it was going to be like, yeah i was i was definitely thinking tcu would cover this the spread i was that was a very humbling experience so, i mean that, that was rough i do think georgia is just really that good i th- would chalk out more to that than tcu being asked but wow that was that was that was crazy game um for my third overrated underrated topic i have um pancakes do you think pancakes are overrated or underrated? Like, purely as a food, I think they're uh, kind of overrated. But in terms of, like, the whole, like, breakfast experience, they're, like, really easy to make. Like, I would prefer waffles as a food, but, like, I don't want to get out the waffle iron, plug it in. Like, pancakes, you just, you know, throw a frying pan on the stove. It's like a lot easier. So 
I end up having pancakes a lot more. And I think, I think there's something to be said about food being easy to make. If that makes yeah, sense. That's, that's actually pretty close to my exact opinion on it is, um, I actually do prefer pancakes, but even if I didn't, if you, between pancakes, waffles, French toast, like, are you genuinely going to wake up and, like, prep a thing of French toast? Probably not. Like, it's so much easier to make pancakes. In my opinion, I feel like, um, like, waffles are are thicker, in a sense, because it's, it's uh, obviously there's divots and whatever, but, like, it spreads out everything, and I like how, like, everything, I don't really know how I'm trying to say it, how dense pancakes are, that you can, like, dig into pancakes and it's warm all the way throughout. Um, you could, if you want to cook them under and make them battery, I don't know if people prefer that or not, but like, there's a lot of variation with it. There's so much you can do with pancakes. You can throw different shit in there and, and pancakes do get a lot of hype, but I think because of the whole three-legged race there between them and French toast and, uh, waffles, I think it's definitely underrated when, when you take that into account that people are dogging on pancakes because of that. So I actually, yeah, very similar thought process to you there. I think that pancakes are underrated. My my real uh, sicko take that I'm actually completely right in is that uh, you don't even need to use pancake mix to make pancakes. Like, I've done it with, like, Betty Crocker chocolate cake. And actually... that I, shit on the stove, on the griddle. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I've never done that before. <laughs> like, I've never thought, let me do that. But that actually does sound, like, like insanely good. Because I, I just am a cake person in general. I mean, maybe that's why I prefer pancakes, but, like... Yeah, that's actually that's actually great. I mean, I like the versatility aspect of that, that you can, like, you're not, you don't have to just do batter. I mean, you can innovate whatever fucking batter you want if it tastes good. Do you uh, have one more thing? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, okay. So, uh, it's funny, I had a couple guests bring up mac and cheese on the podcast last season, and I, I, I went ahead and said it was overrated, which I'm going to do again. I still think that's overrated. But, like, I wasn't expecting that to be so controversial. Like, I thought that, like, it, it's always the opinions that I don't expect are going to get a lot of backlash that do. And that's one that I got a ton of backlash for. Um, but my my argument for mac and cheese being overrated is it's it's something that's easy to make, which is good. But, like, you, there's other poor people foods that I feel like taste better in terms of, like, like frozen foods, ramen noodles, things like that. So... I also feel like a lot of people try to treat mac and cheese like it's a main dish, and it's very clearly an entree in my mind. So, I mean, that amount of hype in general makes me feel like it's overrated. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monster trucks. Come on down to the WCW Coliseum to see your favorite monster trucks in action. Shubstabber, Shroom Slasher, Jeremy Jacker. If you're bored, and I know you are, you little shit, come see these big old monster trucks destroy some little punk cars. Such as tractors, whatever the hell John drives. And Monday only, we're going to run over the entire Broncos defense like we're Josh Jacobs. So come on down to the WCW Coliseum to see such legends as Cube Crusher, Mattis Traction, and the Dick Dozer destroy everything in sight. If you couldn't already guess, that was from um, Cube. <laughs> it's funny to me that he decided on. Monday because these podcasts are going to air on Monday so go see the fucking Monster Trucks tonight to Jeremy Jacker which I thought was funny because that's way more sexual than it sounds. Thanks for submitting that molecular cube. We're now going to move on to the soapbox segment so this is Ed's time to talk about whatever the hell you want. So what's on your mind today Ed? I would like to talk about how bad 
NFL referees are. That's going to be a popular one. I would love to talk about how bad NFL referees are. Like I, I watched the game last night, and I was just like in utter disbelief at what was transpiring on my screen. You get, I mean, there, there are the people that are that come and say that refereeing is a very difficult job, and like I'm sure it is. Like I'm sure, like I couldn't do it, but I mean. I think playing quarterback in the National Football League is a very difficult job, right? Like, I think that that would be something that I can't do either. And, I mean, that's why they get paid lots of money to do it, and that's why, you know, you, you have to be good in order to make it. The difference is if you're a bad quarterback, you just don't get re-signed with the team, whereas these refs don't have the same kind of accountability. So, I mean, it doesn't ever feel like the problem's ever genuinely going to get fixed, which is frustrating because I don't really see why – from the NFL's perspective, it seems like the easiest fix in the world to start holding refs accountable because that's got to be like one of the biggest complaints people have about the NFL. This is all these high profile, um, like you were mentioning with the Chiefs Bengals game last night and um, like the Saints call a couple years ago. There's all these things that people point to and complain about uh, the entire Detroit Lions history. Every single game that Detroit Lions have ever played, like there's so many freaking games where teams just get absolutely just hosed. Um, and I it mean, seems like, like it may be easiest thing in the world for the nfl to make the refs accountable and fix the problem because that would make them more money but i mean like i know people are like still kind of sick of the patriots but like and i'm not under any delusions that the uh the 2022 new england patriots with matt patricia calling plays on offense were anything close to like a good team but when you look at the fact that like we missed the playoffs by one game and had like four games in a row down the stretch that were that we lost one score games and were on the wrong end of a bad call. Like that's really frustrating as a fan to watch. And then to see like the same kind of just incompetence happen in the AFC championship as well, where it's supposed to be like supposedly the best referee crews get the playoff games. Yeah, absolutely. And um another thing that happened the other the other night, the same night as the AFC championship game, was um in the NBA, I don't know if you follow basketball as much, but there was an extremely bad miscall on LeBron James. That you know, game ended up going to overtime. I think the Lakers eventually lost. Yeah, that, that I mean, I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm not like <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that one specifically. But no, I completely understand that. It's not really that one specifically, but just in general, so many of these issues with the NBA. And I mean, last night with that that happening, like the NBA will come out the next day and apologize for it publicly, but then it's like, what do they do about it? You know, <laughs> like, you can apologize as much nice. as you want. Didn't you read the thing? Yeah, I did read the thing, that they're just losing sleep over it. That's just like, for as big of an organization as the NBA is, and the NFL is, like, you've got to at least realize that's a bad PR statement. Like, you've got to be doing a better job than that. I mean, at the end of the day, like, referees are just sports cops, so it's no surprise that they have zero accountability. Yeah, I agree. All refs are bad. That's what that's what the train that I'm on. It is. I mean, I feel like there wouldn't be a shortage of people that want to be a referee, you know, because they say like, okay, well, we what are we gonna do without them? But I feel like if enough people step down, people are like, well, it's an unpopular job. But I mean, if to be that involved with the sport, I would be a referee. Fuck it. Like, there's got to be no, enough people for them to not to not be as worried about it as they are. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our final segment, the draft segment. So, uh, as usual, I'm going to be representing End Rape on Campus, which is a charity that provides resources to victims of sexual assault, as well as passing legislation to um, prevent it. Ed, do you know what charity you're representing today? Yeah, I think I said it was the Rhode Island Food Bank, right? 
Yeah, you did. So very, very great one. Very topical with your with your brand, with um, all of your food creations. You're just continuing to contribute food to the culinary culture of Rhode Island. And um, on that, so our, our topic today is we're going to draft sandwiches in general. So like usual, my, my guest is going to get the first round pick. So King Ed, whatever you want for your first round pick, go ahead. Okay, the first pick in the draft, I'm taking hot dogs. I was wondering if that was going to come out when I said said sandwiches. I didn't have it on my board, but I was wondering if you would go go that route. So, I mean, first of all, what what is your argument for a hot dog playing in this league as being a sandwich? Any definition of a sandwich that would exclude hot dogs would also exclude things that are clearly sandwiches, like a meatball sub. So, therefore, it is a sandwich. And to argue it isn't is you're just being a pedantic asshole. But only so I, I don't have a strong opinion. I used to be on the hot dog isn't a sandwich train because it's it seemed like it was its own distinct thing. I think what was really getting me is at first I was like, well, because it's the one continuous bun. But like you're saying, a meatball sub, most Subway sandwiches or not Subway, but just subs in general have one unbroken piece of bread. So really, I mean, it's difficult to nail down why it wouldn't be a sandwich. So I don't I don't have a strong enough opinion. I don't think I should be the authority on it. But I. I can accept that as an opinion. I think that I'm not going to blow my whistle on this one. That works for your number one pick as a hot dog. And I mean, hot dogs are just good in general. Um, for my first round pick, I'm going to go with something just easy and American and really just a, a true hero here. I'm going to go with the grilled cheese sandwich. That's a solid pick. Yeah, I, I talked about it on another podcast on an overrated, underrated, but it's very inoffensive. Like, I don't think there's going to be very many people that dislike grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, maybe you could argue wouldn't go at number one for you, but if if you argue that, fuck you, don't vote for me. You can vote for whoever you want. Uh, my second round sandwich pick is gonna be Oreos. Oreos, okay. You're already just coming out strong with two insanely hot takes. I can I can see. I mean, the same thing as hot dogs. Like it's hard to argue against why an Oreo shouldn't be a sandwich. I guess even on their like packaging. I think that it says something about it being a sandwich. So, okay. I mean, I feel like that counts. So the Wikipedia article for Oreo calls them a sandwich cookie in the first sentence. So, no, I mean, that, that makes sense. Sandwich cookie. I, I forgot what the, I think it's Hydrox that they, they basically ripped off uh, that Oreo ripped off. And that was like their original cookie. Like they definitely marketed themselves as sandwich cookies and Oreos are the same thing. So like, yeah, okay. That works. You can take Oreos as number two. Um, for my number two, I have a lot of different ways I can go here because you left me a lot of different options with these. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with just a straight up chicken sandwich, you know, like you get at Chick Fil A or Popeyes or whatever fried chicken sandwich. Uh, for the same reasons as it's just inoffensive, it's something that it's hard to fuck up. Like it's hard to get a bad one. So um, going with going with that. Yeah, I like that. You're you're going for reliable rather than splashy. I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of just my taste in sandwiches in general, too, which is, you know, I'm just trying to fucking eat. Like, I don't need anything splashier than that. So round three, what do you think? Yeah, for my third round pick, I, I'm i going to go back to, you know, fundamentals. This is a, a sandwich that you don't put mustard on. I'm going to go with, you know, a good old-fashioned chicken salad sandwich. Your shredded chicken, okay. your mayonnaise, your celery on some bread. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, there you go. That's I. I was starting to wonder if you were ever going to get back to like a traditional sandwich route there, but yeah, okay. That that is a solid pick. It's kind of along the same lines, chicken sandwich, obviously. 
But um, yeah, that's another like reliable one that I don't think many people are going to be upset with. But my third, the two, yeah, I'll just go with this because the two that I was debating between my second, I'm going to go peanut butter jelly. I think the biggest pro is just the absolute ease of creation of like, oh, just slather on some peanut butter and jelly and you're good to go. And uh, it's solid. It's not wildly unhealthy. <laughs> it's not the, probably not the healthiest thing. Um, it definitely just does a lot of heavy lifting on the, the poor college student diet. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad pick, but like, I like my hot take. Like, I don't, I don't like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, I love peanut butter. I like jelly. I don't think they're good together, huh. personally. I think the one thing is, I think people get the proportions of the wrong a lot. If you just throw on like a little bit of jelly, it sucks. If you put on too much peanut butter, it's the other way around. If you put too much jelly, they can even taste the peanut butter. Um, it is like, I think people overrate it in the sense of like flavor combinations. I feel like there's better things you can put with peanut butter. And I mean, I really don't even know what I eat jelly with, with the, except for peanut butter. So I, I can see the argument there. For my fourth round pick, I'm going to go with another classic, you know, all-american pick the cheeseburger whopper 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 junior double triple yeah hard to hard to pick against that like you said true american like uh if you've seen the the fucking menu like it's no it's it's just always always hits you know and there's there's different takes you can do on it there's a lot you can do with a lot of these sandwiches that we're taking like it's you know typically prepared in one different way like you can do a lot of different things with the cheeseburger and you can like I, I genuinely love making cheeseburgers. I like red meat in general. So definitely a very good pick, especially at the fourth. I mean, that definitely could have gone higher. So good value pick. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised you didn't pick that earlier, being from Texas. Um, For my fourth, I'm going to do uh, another controversial one that I'm sure will get me some slack. But let me go with just a straight-up ice cream sandwich with the little fucking um, chocolate things with the vanilla in between. I, I don't know if it's a lot of times like I feel like people just haven't eaten it as much since they were a kid. But if that's you, like go out to a grocery store right now, get an ice cream sandwich. It does not let you down. There's those uh, they sell they call them Fat Boys at like Sam's Club or Costco wherever. Those have done a lot of uh, heavy lifting in some sad parts of my life. So um, those absolutely one, let me down. Are you talking about the ones with like a real cookie or like the chocolate thing that sticks to your fingers after you eat them? It kind of so when I say fat boys, those are those are the chocolate ones that sticks to your fingers. But I mean cookies definitely I feel like qualify as an ice cream sandwich as well. So I mean I think either of them would, would, would do that. I like the cookie ones, but it has to be like a soft cookie. The problem is if you make them yourself, a lot of people which a lot of people do, and they put it in the freezer, it just gets rock hard. They're not trying to chip my teeth eating one. But I do typically prefer that better if it's if it's well executed. Okay, so the ice cream sandwich was actually on my draft board at number oh, five. Yeah. So for my fifth round pick, I'm going to have to go with, uh, man, you know what? Ham and cheese. That's a, yeah, You can't go wrong. That's definitely a staple. I think that's when I think sandwich, ham and cheese is probably one of the first things that that's coming up in my mind. I'm not as high on ham in particular, especially like, like, okay, if you go to, like, an actual deli or whatever, like, like the processed lunch store meats, I'm not as high on. But, I mean, there are times when it's it's just what I need is I need to just eat a straight-up ham and cheese sandwich. I am in between two for my last pick, and I think that I'm going to go with, um, yeah, I'll go with just an Italian sub. That's kind of what I go to, like, actual sub shops, Subway, places like that. That's kind of more what I'm looking to order, probably because I have the palate of a 12-year-old. <laughs> 
but like I like pepperoni. I mean, I think everyone does like salami. It's just um, has kind of more of a spice and a bite to it. So I think yeah, that's my go-to sub. So I'll go with that at number five, which is interesting because that means meatball sub did not get picked, which I figured would be. But for our listeners, I'll, I'll just read off again. King Ed went with hot dogs, Oreos, chicken salad sandwich, and cheeseburger, ham and cheese sandwich for his five. For me, I picked grilled cheese sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, PB&Js, ice cream sandwiches, and Italian subs. So you guys um, know from season one, but what you're going to do is just find the draft, wherever, or the, the straw poll attached to wherever you found this draft and just vote on who you think did better. The loser will donate $10 to the winner's charity. Thank you guys all very much for listening. Very glad to be back out here again recording episodes. Ed, do you have any... Uh, Last words, last opinions, anything you want to share with the thread? Um, not really. Uh, go birds. Go birds. Go birds. I had a future on the Eagles for the Super Bowl, and I hate the Chiefs. So definitely hope that that's what, how this ends up shaking out. But thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys on the next episode of another successful podcast. I guess you're going to miss the panty ray. Push me, and then just touch me till I can get my satisfaction. 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 Satisfaction.